Do I've always wanted to go to Puerto Rico, and I think he said Kings of the Wings, which made me even more I excited. Said, I, you know, I, I, almost, wings. I almost said Wings, and I caught myself at the last second because you are you are correct there. The W almost came out, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number three forty. Uh, the Bunny Hop. I'm your host, King Rick Rose, along with Will Tarashaw. K Murphy is finalizing uh, their move, so K Murphy will hopefully be back next week when all is said and done. We have a pretty interesting show uh, today. We're talking a lot about backlash uh the new wwe world heavyweight championship and that kind of ridiculous tournament and even more ridiculous legal dispute but before we get on that will tarashock how are you sir i'm good man i really enjoyed some backlash i actually had wings so wings are still on my mind I so had wings as well. it's it's gonna be a good show i'm very excited for am i the asshole at the end so always stay tuned for that <laughs> oh, yeah yeah on our on our post show exclusively on youtube twitter and twitch uh which you won't be getting on the audio stream uh so yeah we have some interesting stuff to talk about this week uh we're going to talk about backlash and i have a lot to say about that about that uh premium live event which should have been a throwaway and a ended up being a fucking banger which uh, wwe does it again it's it's absolutely absurd but i need i need five minutes to talk about carlito first of all (laughs) (laughs) i've got i've got it all marked out yes (laughs) all marked out you're one of the first people i thought about when carlito showed up me too (laughs) (laughs) oh my god before we get into all that uh Let's talk about, uh, there's a wrestler that I was unaware of. There's a wrestler named Rakakon. Well, do you remember a Rakakon at all? No, I saw a picture of her. I'm like, this looks like Cameron. <laughs> it's not Cameron. No, I was surprised I remembered who Cameron was. So I have, yeah, I have no idea I'm very surprised is. you remember who Cameron was, yeah. So Rakakon apparently was a former WWE Diva Search contestant back in 2005, which originally was won, uh, won by Ashley Macero. Uh, she did some time in developmental there. Then she went to TNA. And apparently, according to this photo, she, I guess she won the Knockouts Division Championship at one point. Maybe it's the X Division. Who knows? <laughs> it might have some weird things. That does look like the X Division title, to be completely honest with you. Uh, so... Rocket Con would not would this story in and of itself is not a story that we would actually cover um, on this show on a regular basis. However, this is totally worth it on multiple levels, just basically due to the absolute ridiculousness of this legal dispute, and it does kind of tie into pro wrestling. So Rocket Con, real name um, uh, Trinisha Biggers. Uh, 
had a developmental deal, signed with TNA in 2008, uh, would part ways with the company for the following year. So she was not there for a long time at all. Uh, in 2019, uh, Rocket Khan was charged with interfering with child custody and aggravated kidnapping and was at one point part of El Paso, Texas's most wanted list. This is where we start, folks. That's a great start. <laughs> this is where we start. Nice. Kidnapping. Okay. Um, Bigger's court date, which is her name, her last name is Bigger's, uh, her court date was moved several times due to the COVID-19 pandemic, but she opted not to show up to her day in court last December. This is a bad move. <laughs> okay. In October of 2022, Bigger's filed a suit claiming that many wrestlers, listen to this, folks, many wrestlers were part of a conspiracy against her in relation to the ongoing case. This is not the start of a my be asshole. This is a real story, Mr. Fretz. <laughs> I can't promise you, can't promise you how real this is. Okay. So again, in October 2022, Rocky Khan filed a lawsuit claiming that many wrestlers were part of a conspiracy against her in relation to her ongoing child custody kidnapping case. Are you ready to hear the people who are who are listed in this lawsuit? So wait, is this a separate lawsuit from the kidnapping in El Paso? Yeah. So, so I she, didn't know you could sue while being sued. Mm-hmm. Okay, continue. It's called a countersuit. <laughs> so the... The, 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 ladies and gentlemen, I was on a preface this. This is a long list of names. It's quite the list. <laughs> it's quite the list. Um, it's like so a list please, of Jericho. It, this might be better than the list of Jericho. Um, so the suit names as a defendants the state of Texas, the El Paso Child Protective Services, the FBI, uh, the Las Cruces New Mexico Police Department, the NYPD, the New York Police Department, uh, the, Nas <laughs> yeah. the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, uh, New York ACS, which I guess is, I don't even know what ACS is. I should know um, since I am in, I think I'm probably in a relative field. Uh, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> Shirley Police Department. That's Shirley, Long Island, by the way. Home, the birthplace of Mariah Carey. Um, Sigma Phi Epsilon. The in Suffolk County, New York. Okay. <laughs> Shirley, County? Shirley is in Suffolk County. So not only did she countersue Shirley, she also sued the county that Shirley is located in. Okay. Uh, it gets better at Suffolk County, New York. You also have The Rock. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, WWE personalities Miz and Maurice, current Impact Wrestling star Heath Miller, also known as Heath Slater, uh, WWE Hall of Famer Nikki Bella, not Brie, Nikki Bella. Nikki specifically. Nikki specifically. Uh, the late Chris Benoit. How do you uh, sue a dead person? Uh, you sue the estate. I think that's been settled for like at least a decade. Probably. Um, former WWE talent Mark Jindracht. I thought he was dead as well. I don't know Ginger X said. I thought he might be not doing well. I don't know. Uh, the now defunct Panda Energy, which was once the former owners of TNA and Impact. Wait, how do you, wait are they not a company anymore? Panda Energy went out of business. So how do you sue someone that doesn't exist anymore? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Home Depot, the okay. company. The now defunct Florida Championship Wrestling, FCW. 
Again, how uh, you two something doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Steve Skinner, which is Steve Steve Skinner Kern, which is a he was a, a big wrestling coach. Uh, the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA. Yeah, they're still around. NWA president Billy Corgan. Smashing pumpkins. Okay, <laughs> might as well just sue the rest of the band while you're at it. <laughs> uh, the now defunct Deep South Wrestling, uh, the Bank of America. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, might be the only reasonable person to sue at <laughs> this point in time. Um, basketball star Michael Jordan. What? Yes, basketball star Michael Jordan. Is he claiming uh, Michael Jordan kidnapped a kid she might have kidnapped? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> what's next? Who's next? Southpaw Wrestling? Hold on a second, friends. <laughs> no, it's not South. I'm, I'm, it's not Southpaw. I see your face. Well, it's not Southpaw. It's really not excited. on the list. I got really excited. <laughs> can we, can we, can we sue the the cast of Glee while we're at it? <laughs> oh my god. Well, half of those people are unfortunately passed away. Um, but now the funk deep side wrestling Bank of America basketball star Michael Jordan, Will Tarashock of talking with Tarashock, several universities. Hey, whoa, Jim whoa, Cornette. Whoa, hey, I'm not being sued. <laughs> Knock on wood. Jim Cornette, Mick Foley, New York City area energy company Con Edison, and countless others. The articles from SC Scoops, it's a countless others. That means there are more names than they were willing to write down for an online article. Dude, I want to know how are all these people connected? <laughs> I don't know. It gets even better. The lawsuit alleges that defendants all conspired to kidnap the plaintiff and her children. So all of those parties involved, including yourself, Will, had to have conspired together to kidnap this one woman and her children. Dude, if unless that kid beat MJ one-on-one, <laughs> like, this ain't happening. <laughs> Me and MJ are like this, you know that, Ricky. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of jealous that you haven't said so you haven't brought him over so you can sign some of my shit that I have of his. Um, here we go. Here we go. Court records obtained this week show that in February of 2023, Raka Khan was allowed to move forward with the case against her multiple defendants. That just means some judge out there has a wild sense of humor. This judge is just like. I just want to see how many lawyers this the defendants have. <laughs> He's either looking or thinks this is funny as shit, which he probably probably does. He also probably does want to see all these people like, oh, I get to get Michael Jordan in court. Hell yeah! And the Rock in the same <laughs> yeah. place. He can sign my. He can sign my wig. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You want to know how much this? You want to know how long this lawsuit is? How many pages? Forty-eight pages. That doesn't seem too bad. It's pretty long. 48-page lawsuit shows Bigger seeking $3 billion in damages with some of the many names listed by her showing up multiple times in the lawsuit. All right. Okay. Out of all these people, who's going to have the best lawyer? Bank of America. Actually, no, no. I take that back. The NYPD. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah NYP has gotten away with murder a few times. So, yeah. Yeah, Lionel. Yeah, she got, and she got Lionel Huts. Oh, my God. Press, yeah. That's amazing. Rest, rest in peace, uh, Phil Hartman. Yeah. Um, so, there's more. Biggers also cited in her lawsuit that the quote, terroristic tactics, actions, and events have caused her to be unable to gain employment and has destroyed her professional wrestling career. A career that we already noted lasted less than five years. Yeah, lady, you got other issues, clearly. <laughs> 
Yeah. The former wrestler also claims it gets even better, folks. The former wrestler also claims that she was taken to Rikers Island, the jail in New York, and held there while her children were, quote, kidnapped. Well, if you were sent to jail, uh, it would make <laughs> sense that you can't raise your kids from an island prison in, like, Manhattan. Yeah. So it is. someone's yeah. got to take your kids. Yeah. And then it just says if convicted. Interference with child custody is a felony for jail sentence of up to two years. So she's just like, hey, man, I'm going down. Might as well go down swinging. <laughs> that's, that's, that, is a hell, that is a hell of a swing. But, Will, how do you feel? Can you give us your first comments on after being realized that you have been sued well, I guess, by Rakakon? Well, so the case is moving forward. That means both cases, meaning the suit against her. Now, yeah. Could a judge be like, listen, we're going to take the suit against you, but the one year the counter suit's being thrown out, could he do that? I'm not sure. I'm not a legal expert. I'd have to talk to my lawyer friends. Yeah, because I, I want to know, like, who's the original person suing her? Is it just El Paso? I don't know. If I read correctly in another article, I think she's being tried in the Eastern District of New York, a.k.a. AKA New York City. Right. So, yeah, because like, <laughs> this, this whole thing was, con- like, I read this, I was very confused. So she's being sued for something. And, and she's, she's suing. Yeah. I want to know. So if you're suing Michael Jordan and The Rock, that doesn't mean Rock and Michael Jordan necessarily suing you. So I have, I have this very, very much confused here. Maybe <laughs> she's looking to get paid from somebody. Someone's like, The Rock's just like, eh, just throw out $100,000 and call it a day. And, and like, and like a, a case of my tequila in this call yeah. a day. Maybe but, an energy drink. Or the energy drink. I think he's, he's both, right? Yeah, he has both. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so good luck, I guess. Yeah, it's it's it is it is it is very weird. Do you have the Jim Cornette when went on went like twenty minutes about this? There is the all right. So Rockcon also I think on TV or maybe even backstage had a thing with Kurt Angle. That, that was during this Viking phase. So that's I think count. that was during the yeah. I think that was during the Viking <laughs> I don't phase. I think that counts. <laughs> yeah. So so there there there's that ridiculousness in the world of wrestling. Rocket Con. Um, I want to be her lawyer. Be like, bro, how do you feel about suing Michael Jordan? <laughs> yeah, the the legal team on her side has to be like, are you shitting me? You know what? You know what it was. She probably. I mean, she clearly has some. She probably has some mental issues that she probably needs to get worked out. And I really hope that she does. Um, and if there's any lawyer out there in good faith, probably counseled her and was like, hey, listen, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and you know, but she probably like, let's go through with it. And he was like, all right. He probably filed that motion or filed the suit, thinking it wasn't going to work. And the and judge was like, 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 you nope. know what? I'll, I'll yeah. see, let, let's see what happens. <laughs> let's here. see what happens. And honestly, I don't blame the judge. I probably would be in the same position. I'd be like, you know what? Let's see how this plays out. I mean, you got nothing to lose as the judge, right? You're no. just like, hey, man, you guys even have a hell of a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doubt it'll actually go to trial. No. To be completely honest. Not, not, not a chance. It'll get thrown out pretty pretty quickly. So, uh, yeah, good oh, luck. She might go to trial, but everyone else, everyone she's going to go up. anywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's just... That's uh, just... That is the most ridiculous lawsuit I've ever heard. I don't do it. It's pretty ballsy to like be a, be allegedly kidnapping a child, your child, and make you know what? I'm suing Texas and New York. <laughs> Not just New York, the NYPD. NYPD. 
I'm going to I'm going to sue a state. I'm going to sue a county in a state. I'm going to sue the most famous police department in almost the world. And oh, by the way, I'm also going to sue the FBI. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't think <laughs> the NYPD and El Paso Police Department get along very well. <laughs> but they will today. They will today. <laughs> like, hey, man, thin blue line, right? We got this fist bump. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, my God, just, it just, it's uh, weird, ridiculous. It is, it's, it is very, very weird on all angles. Let's move on. Uh, Backlash was this past weekend, um, and Jesus Christ, I hope we never have another American team <laughs> ever. Honestly, we don't deserve it. We don't. We don't deserve. We don't deserve uh, premium live events after that performance by that by that Puerto Rican crowd. Oh yeah, dude, it's, it's, it just reaffirmed my love of Puerto Ricans. <laughs> They're great people. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about even starting from SmackDown all the way through that weekend. Like, did you see? Did you see the intro? Well, no, I think Nate put it in our Discord. Um, the intro to SmackDown that they did, the drone footage. Yeah, fucking nuts. Yeah, they did it again for for yeah. back. Amazing. Yeah. The, the crowd easily made this card another point and a half, another, another, another crown and a half. Yeah, it went from like a seven and a half to a nine. Yeah, I mean, the crowd was excellent. <laughs> they were ready, and them all singing Bad Bunny's song just. Oh, it was like. They should have made evented, man. That's all I was saying. No, I, I, no I, I, I totally agree because there was no coming back from that. There was no coming back from that at all. Uh, let, let's let's talk. Let's talk about the fucking. Let's talk about Bad Bunny um, and Damian Priest. What true main event? I mean, WWE tried to cover their ass and be like, "We're having a double main event." I was like, "Oh, Bad Bunny's going on second to last." Then, okay. and no, but we, what we mean is, it's in the middle of the card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Listen. Bad Buddy's entrance. Oh, Miro's back. Yay. Maybe he'll do something with his career now. Thanks. He'll be well, out three months again. Yeah. Um, listen, Bad Buddy might have the best entrance all year. And that's including WrestleMania entrances. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> he had the drone. Or, number one, WWE needs to use drone footage a lot more if, if they're able to do it. Like, if the arena can, like, set it up and they can yeah. do drone footage. Uh, you gotta be careful because I know in American crowds we'll probably try to try to fucking shoot the fucking drone down for they'll no fucking. Us, they'll throw something at it. Yeah, someone's gonna throw at the drone. Um, but from the drone footage to people, like the entire crowd knew the words to his song. Everybody knew the words. No, it's, it's like it's like it's like it's their <laughs> national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it blew my mind. Like they, they knew it. They were where the pop he got even on SmackDown, showing up last minute, was unreal. And this match in of itself was crazy. I didn't know Bad Bunny was that strong. Yeah, he Mishinoku Driver Priest easy. I mean, he's ripped, but yeah, he's also very strong for a little guy. <laughs> well, he's not. He's like six, two, six, three ish. Is he? Is he that yeah. big? He's skinny. He's skinny. Yeah, he's got a skinny physique too. Is that too. tall? God damn. Mm-hmm. Yes, Damien Priest is that much taller. Yeah, Damien Priest is like a half a half of a tall rhythm. And Priest Priest did a good, great job as well. I know we're giving Bad Bunny all the credit, but uh, Priest is a great seller. Priest did a great job carrying him through that match and like leading and making him look good and selling. Like Priest did a really, really good job in this match. Who don't forget, it's also Puerto Rican. Yeah, and I mean, Bad Bunny itself knew the assignment too. Like he was, he was selling like a good baby face. Like he totally. 
was like knew what to do. It was kind of crazy. And we like we know that like a couple of years ago he moved to Orlando and trained for like six months. Yeah. You know. Um, but for him to be in that spot and not get visibly overwhelmed and to continue to go and to hit all of his spots, I mean this motherfucker took a took like a falcon arrow through a table. Midway through the match, for no reason. Yeah, that did happen. And I thought that happened in the crowd. Yeah, and the, the the best, I think the best acting job that whole match was Adam Pierce coming in afterwards. Like, hey, what are you doing? Stop, stop, stop. It's done, it's done. It's not done. I'm not done with them yet. Great line. I'm glad, I'm glad the hot mic picked it up. Oh, yeah, no, they delivered. They, you know they, they kicked up the mics for that spot. Yeah, Damien did a good job with the knee. Bad Bunny did a good job destroying the knee. <laughs> like, Damien Priest continued the knee injury into Raw. Awesome. Br- it was brilliant, yeah. Continued it into Raw. Damien Priest has a high upside right now, especially after this performance. Yeah, it's, it's, he did it's, a it's bang-up a job. It's, it's just a shame he didn't do anything on WrestleMania. Like, not a goddamn thing. But, yeah, but I mean they were setting this up. Yeah, they they, they, they saved they they saved it for for this. Yeah. So if you're Damien Priest, would you rather have this at WrestleMania or in Puerto Rico? I mean, he's Puerto Rican, so probably in Puerto Rico. But it's a bigger stage. But I did, I think you had to do this match in Puerto Rico. I, I hope I hope they keep going with Damien Priest because he's a really good. He's huge. He's a good character. He's it's a great heel. He's a good heel. I think he still needs a little bit of character work. Like he's he's just kind of there in a Judgment Day. Like you know. Judgment Day is on wonders for Rhea. Like, Rhea has found her character. She's there. She's got it. She's nailed it. Damien Priest is almost there. It's taken time. Like, Rhea got it, then, like, Dom got his character. Dom got it, too. Yeah, and then I think now Damien Priest is getting his character, and Finn can be Finn. Finn's just a little over Finn's being Finn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finn's being Finn. But yeah, this match This match hit everything. It, it hit all the high points, hit all the low points, and this goddamn crowd, man, I kind of want every show to be in Puerto Rico now. Yeah, I like. It's only like a seventeen thousand seat stadium, if that, and it felt like it was fifty thousand people in yeah, that place. It felt like it felt like twenty five, thirty thousand people there. Yeah, it it was huge. Um, this should have main evented. Clearly, this should have main evented. Yeah. They had they the whole setup from the beginning to the end screamed main event match, especially the way that they had Bad Bunny on his shoulders at the end. Like that should have been the last image you see. I also popped really hard for Savio Vega. <laughs> with the first time or the second time? Both. <laughs> Although it was kind of a bummer, and I'm interested to see what you think of this, because when they were backstage, right, obviously they're speaking Spanish, fine. Yeah. That video, is it's there for the crowd. Yeah. Would you have liked subtitles, or did it not matter to you? You got the point across. It got the point across. I think it got the point across, but I still would have liked subtitles. I understand, but I think it's hard to do that. I mean, there are people who are able to do subtitles live, and stuff like that, but for something like that, which is clearly like essentially a pre-recorded segment, yeah, you know, you got to get the video footage, you got to send the footage to the translator, and you got to put like all the, of that the in. News, the news can have live subtitles, like um, captions. that's true. So like, it, there is a way; it's just kind of auto-transcribed. And it's a little lagged. But... Yeah, I don't think WWE would want to auto-transcribe it and lag it. Mm. You know, I the boy language told the story. It's like, hey man, here's a candlestick. Go get him. Tap him yeah. back. And then and the, it's for the crowd. They, they all speak Spanish. They all know what it is. So. They all understand, yeah. I always assume that if there are no subtitles, Ben, it is not meant for me to to get, so I just leave it alone. Yeah, there was, this, it was a little <laughs> nitpick. There was just the white in me going, oh, I wish I knew what they were saying. 
Yeah, but yeah, like I said, if, if, if there's no subtitles, and obviously it means it's like it's not truly important. But like, if it was important, like Rey Mysterio does this a lot. Raquel uh, Rodriguez does this from time to time. Um, if it is important to the story, they'll say it back in English. They'll say it yeah. back in English. Yeah. You know, like I said, Rey Mysterio is a master of doing that. Like he'll say something and then he'll revert back to English real quick. Except what he did on SmackDown. Yes. Because <laughs> on SmackDown, he was literally calling his son a dick a dick eater. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that because Isla did a whole translation box for everybody. She's like, here are the curse words you're going to hear throughout this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, he called. He essentially called his son a dick eater, a dick licker, a butt licker, or something like that. Like, all, like, back-to-back. That's why the crowd was going nuts <laughs> for it. But essentially the biggest pop of the night... Carlito. Carl fucking Carlito. Fucking Carlito. I didn't even, dude, I won. I didn't know he was Puerto Rican. I, I knew he was Caribbean, obviously. He's cool. But I didn't yeah. know he was actually Puerto Rican. So I Googled him. He, he is. clearly is Puerto Rican by that pop. Oh, and he is fucking <laughs> ripped. He is yeah. jacked to the gills, dude. Like, I always tell, when Carlito comes up, I always tell that story of how he was just at a random indie show. Yeah. And I never popped. I popped so hard. And then a few minutes later, Snitsky came out. I popped even harder. Um, <laughs> but Carlito came out, and like there was a fan video of this guy just losing it, pick up his daughter. Did he like pick up down. his baby and like go nuts? Yeah, he picked up his baby and going nuts. And Dom getting the apple was just the greatest thing ever, dude. <laughs> like, I, I want Carlito to be like, I have to go on a Shelton Benjamin run and be active again because yeah. he can still cut a promo. He is huge, and he looks great. He looks better than he was when he was active. Yeah. Yeah, he looks incredible. And, yeah, the Colognes, one of the best families in wrestling. Like, yeah, you always forget that Carlito is, lit- is actually a cologne. He's a cologne. Yeah. Which is Puerto Rican wrestling. Correct. The, Col- the Colognes, it's Savio Vegas, you know, it's a Savio, but yeah. <laughs> mid-carnival <laughs> life. <laughs> Sabio is the godfather and listen I popped when it was Sabio and I thought that was cool but I popped harder when Sabio Vega came out in the vest yes <laughs> the vest the vest did it for me I was like this is amazing his punches look terrible but he's that's, really that's, old and it worked <laughs> listen he's still a little fun he's still able to do that roundhouse he was able to do the roundhouse. I was very <laughs> impressed. I mean, you also had to get props to Finn doing the job for for me for the elder statesman and and, like Dom, he and sold, Dom as well. Yeah. They sold really well for him. Yeah, which... it was it was it was it was it was cartoony. It's still it's still wrestling. Yeah, it's still wrestling. It's great. I'm also surprised that card that that apple in Carlito's pants. Was you look at this picture? He's actually wearing pretty tight pants. How that thing didn't crush. Yeah. While he was running around, <laughs> uh, or at least or like fall out, fall out of his junk. Yeah, like it was, it was crazy. And if, if you notice, I think he actually ate a little bit because he took two bites of the apple and held that for like a minute before yeah, he, like he, bounced held it, he held it for a while. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, and then the LWO scene at the end, like Carlito is now a member of the LWO. Bad Bunny, they put the LWO logo next to him, like. That shirt might be the hottest selling shirt since Becky Lynch is the man. Yeah, dude, straight it, up, they, they they literally had that picture right there. Yeah, literally, that should be the end. That, that that's the, the end. end of the show. Like I don't know, yeah. what they, especially because the, the Brock Cody match just had a bad ending. Mm-hmm. But that that this was the main event. I don't know what they were thinking. 
I know, like, from from an overall perspective, uh, what do you want? What's the main story of WWE, and in the particular of that premium live event, was supposed to be Cody and Brock. Yeah. That's what the story was supposed to be. But you added Bad Bunny and put him in Puerto Rico. And this is essentially a throwaway pay-per-view because the real premium live event is supposed to be Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. This is something you snuck in because you were able to fit it into your schedule. You could have given this to Bad Bunny. Yeah, it was a glorified house show. It was a brilliant house show. It was yeah. fucking brilliant. It was a glorified overseas house show with like yeah. a little more pomp and circumstance, which honestly, it's like the best, it's probably the best pay-per-view after WrestleMania ever because most of them are pretty bad. Most of them are horrible. Like, think of when yeah. Austin won. His first feud was against Dude Love. Yeah. Right? So it's like, you don't expect much change after a WrestleMania pay-per-view because it's so mm-hmm. close. You just, especially because you just kind of set things up. You're going to need kind of a little time to regroup. Yeah. And I think this is the perfect time to actually go to Puerto Rico, meet, take a meaningless pay-per-view, make it mean something. Yeah, make a crap ton of money, rebuild up those relationships with the country of Puerto Rico, because people try to argue that Puerto Rico is not a country. It is a territory of the United territory States, United as, States. W- as well as a country. Yeah, it's, a, it's an independent territory of the United States. So. Correct. Yeah, it's a territory and the country. They're, it's the same thing. I mean, not the same thing, but they're, they are two separate titles, but they, but they also are kind of an equivalent to each other. Anyway, but you build up those relations again, and now they can come back and be like fucking gods. Yeah down there that they did a press conference on the beach which was brilliant yeah back at the beach i think i've said that honestly i know i know SummerSlam is one of your big ones and you want to do stage for SummerSlam, but SummerSlam in puerto rico sounds amazing i don't think they have the infrastructure for it like their biggest stadium needs some work according to isa but if they could get it together and do SummerSlam in puerto rico do you know how wild that would be yeah (laughs) <laughs> I do. I've seen his crowd. Yeah, no, it it was crazy. And like I said, you should have given us the bad bunny. It was the perfect send off. And I mean, you got to give props to bad bunny because, in my opinion, at this point, bad bunny um, is probably the greatest celebrity wrestler that we've ever had. I don't know, man. Logan Paul's up there. It's it's hard. I mean, the only way to settle this, and I talked about it, I think, with Sir Charles, you got to have bad bunny versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam. Yeah. Special guest referee Pat McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends if like who if you want to say you could give the edge to Bad Bunny because he has the bigger celebrity, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> this motherfucker did two minutes at Coachella, the Met Gala, and Backlash within like three weeks. Yeah. It's yeah, he main evented both nights at Coachella. Yeah. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't even well, know there is two nights at Coachella. There is there. <laughs> I just I I found out this year that there are two nights at Coachella. <laughs> Like that, like that. His his schedule is absolutely absurd. And props to him for going through with that brutal of a match, with a schedule he had. Because like after that, I'd be like, no, I'm fucking taking a nap. Like I don't want to be in a fucking match. Right. But no, he he did it. And it's props. Uh, I will. I was joking, and I had this thought uh, when watching the match. I was like, you know what would have made this even crazier if Logan Paul showed up. And then I remembered, oh wait, they're still in Puerto Rico. And Logan Paul attacking Bad Bunny. Logan Paul might actually die on TV if that actually happened. Logan Paul also <laughs> lives in Puerto Rico, and they probably know where he lives. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, yeah, there's a good thing Logan Paul was off of this. But I would have loved to have seen the Logan Paul Bad Bunny setup leading into SummerSlam, which is the next time they're actually going to show up in America for a premium live event. Because remember, folks, Puerto Rico, 
Saudi Arabia, the Money United in the Kingdom, in England. Yeah. Money in the Banks in England. And then you go to Detroit. Yeah. One of these things is not like the other. And Logan, Logan, <laughs> Paul, Logan Paul, to his credit, is very, very involved phil- philanthropically. I can't say that word right. but Philanthropically. Even, philanthropically in Puerto Rico. Yeah. He's very involved in the community. Uh, he gives a lot of time and money and energy giving back to the island of Puerto Rico. And he doesn't like to publicize it because he wants to do it for the right reasons, not for publicity. Fair enough. He also, you know, is trying not to die. That's it. <laughs> yeah. He is also taking advantage good. of tax breaks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's just trying to die. But, I mean, like, listen, folks, if we're going to get these international crowds for these premium live events, never come to America, except for maybe your bigger pay-per-views where you have to fill a stadium. Dude, I like, I like that wrestling is going international because... They're finally putting the world in world wrestling. Yeah, it, it makes for a much better show. Like, they'll always come back to New York, so I can always go. I also heard yeah. 2027 WrestleMania is in Nashville. Jesus That's Christ. That's rumored. Yes. So... We're going to have a hell of a time in Nashville, let me tell you. I don't care if I'm going to be 32 years old. It's going to be a hell of a fucking time. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what? Because you know what it is, and this is clearly a direct um, – this is direct uh, – react, not a reaction. This is the influence of Nick Khan in the sports world and the influence of UFC. UFC has been doing this for a while where their big events are all around the fucking world. So now Dude, that they're WWE pretty much – in Brazil would be fucking nuts. <laughs> exactly. But think about it. Now that they have all these partnerships and that they're going to be building these partnerships and they're going to be working in tandem with UFC because they're going to be under the same company. Yeah. You get those connections that UFC has. And UFC has shown that there are some bomb-ass stadiums all over the fucking world. Yeah, did we, did we talk about this last week? It was like UFC had a pay-per-view, I think, Sunday night, too, or Saturday night. No, UFC had the same. It was Al because I watched it after. Uh, the same, same after night? Back, yeah. yeah. So UFC, so they might, because I was like, maybe it's going to be weird if WWE and UFC do something on the same night, but they kind of did it this night. And Backlash ended at around 11-ish. And the main the main card for UFC didn't start till ten. Main card starts at ten. Main fight is until around midnight. Exactly, and it's it was like, in Jersey. It was in The Rock. Oh, it was in The Rock. Damn. Yeah. So it's like if you really care to watch both, you can watch. You can do both. it. Yeah. But I mean, if you're gonna buy the pay per view, you want to watch the prelims too, even though the prelims are free. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoy watching the prelims sometimes. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see how they do with scheduling once they actually become a real company. But just think of the possibilities. Like I can picture WWE's schedule because triple H's like we're gonna go anywhere we they fucking want us to go like if somebody wants us we'll talk to you yeah so clearly puerto rico is like hey come the fuck back and it worked out really well so like japan would be also awesome japan i think is gonna be really hard because i think njpw has a stronghold on that area probably then they're not willing to give it up yeah like you want the tokyo dome you can suck my dick (laughs) yeah it's pretty much Like, no way in hell is that happening. Yeah. Um, but I can see them doing doing the UK, clearly, because NXT Europe's going to launch there. Yeah. Um, you're going to go back to Puerto Rico because you'd be stupid. Um, they're probably going to hit up Australia again. They could do Australia. Honestly, I don't know if they have a place to do it, but the Isle of Samoa would also be fucking nuts. I don't think they have a place to do it. I don't think they have, like, a arena. I would, I would, love, it, I would love it to have the island of Samoa and it'd be, like, Roman Reigns' headlines in, in Samoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would just be, like, the whole island would go. <laughs> they, that's right, my fault, Taquan. They did do Beast in the East, but Beast in the East was not in the Tokyo Dome. It was in kind of a really smaller event hall. Now it's NXT. No, no. Oh, yeah, it was NXT. Yeah, it was NXT Beast in the East. Yeah, it's a little bit different. They got away. They got away with it. Um, it's also because Brock was there too. Brock was in Beast in the East. It's when he uh, beat beat all three members of the New Day. 
in that. But like I said, WWE can really start going around the world. Oh my god, that's right. He did do that. Yeah, he beat he beat all three members of the New Day in one match. I forgot about that. The squash. <laughs> that was that was the that was the Brock that was the Brock part of his career where he was like, I'm just gonna show up and beat people and leave and make tons of money. Yeah. Wasn't that also like Samoa Joe or Shinsuke and Finn? It was uh, Samoa and Finn, I believe. For the NXT title? Cause, like, yeah. Uh, Taquan Singh was the main roster show. I think he might be right. Oh, it was KO, KO Finn. Was it? it was KO Finn. Okay. Because I remember Finn beat KO, I think. Uh, Beast and East was... Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm going to Google it. It's it's on the network somewhere. Um, but yeah, I would love to see WWE go to all the countries, like Germany... Like they can branch out into Europe pretty crazy. Um, be interesting if they would ever do something in on Africa. Right, here's, Africa. here's this card. So first, <clears throat> first of all, here's a dark match: it's Cesaro versus Diego. <laughs> One of the speaking of the clones. One of the clones. Uh, the yep. dark match two: Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara defeats the New Day, Big E and Xavier Woods. That was um, a dark match. That was a dark match. Chris Jericho defeated Neville by submission. That was the opening match. I remember that match. Nikki Bell defeated Tamina and Paige. Triple threat oh, match wow. for the Divas title. Brock Lesnar defeated Kofi Kingston. Singles match. Finn Balor defeated Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. Dolph Ziggler and John Cena defeated Kane and King Barrett in a tag match the main event. Jeez. All right. Damn. Okay, so maybe it was a main roster match. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was Demon Finn because they gave him the streamers. And... Yes. Hell of a yeah, they get. Yeah, no, it was a great, it was a fun card. I remember being like, "Oh, I want to watch Beast of the East." Uh, sorry. All right, looking at some wrestling news. All right, let's move on from this. So we do have to talk about the rest of this card. Uh, Cody and Brock was kind of a thing that happened. You know, it's really funny about Cody and Brock because um, we always make this joke that in. All of Cody's big matches, he was going to believe it. Apparently, Brock was taking the blood spot. Yeah, Brock was like, Listen. "Oh, my Cody, I got this." I'll show you how to do it. Listen, I mean, Brock hit that rope pretty hard. Like, I think, like, I felt like, "Oh, he bladed." I was like, "No, nah, he might have actually really cut himself." No, I think that was legit. Cause it, cause yeah, I watched. You watched the replay back. It's the blood's there pretty quickly. Yeah, no, yeah, he started leaking really, really quickly. Because yeah. there was at no point was there a time for him to actually blade. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, wow, I wonder why the ref isn't putting on gloves. I remember, oh, yeah, it's Brock Lesnar. Probably just growl at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, <"Arr." laughs> Sorry, Brock. Um, it was it was good. The, the finish was interesting, especially because, like, if anybody's – you forget that Cody Rhodes is a state champion amateur wrestler, and Brock Lesnar is the greatest combat fighter of all time. So that, that pinning position reminds me of an amateur wrestling pin. Yeah. Like, I have – But they did. I have no problem with the finish. Um. I have a problem with the placement of the of the match. That's about it. That's fine. Um, the problem with the match for me isn't the finish. It isn't kind of like, oh, that just happened. It's the fact that when he was bleeding, the camera wouldn't show it. Like, if you notice, when Brock hit the F5, his back was to the camera. Mo- really? After, after, he, after he gets busted up, they were the camera was going out of their way not to show Brock's face. And a lot of the moves, like, they were kind of working backwards. So it's like, don't work towards the hard cam. Because that, mm-hmm. that F5, it, it, Brock's back is to the camera, so they wouldn't show his face covered in blood. 
which I understand, but it took away from the match. But like, I mean, it got to a point where you're still clearly going to see the blood. Like he was bleeding pretty heavily. I mean, there's some things you can't avoid. Like when he's in a Kimura, right? Like you, they yeah, couldn't, you, you're they couldn't see avoid it. it. There was things they couldn't avoid, but they, they avoided it as much as possible. They wouldn't show Brock's face. So, so that they would, means they would it, work around it. That means it was, it wasn't supposed to happen. Well, I think it, to me, I think, it's I think wasn't it supposed was, it's probably not that much. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was, <laughs> it was, to be fair, it was a lot of blood. Yeah, you know what? That that reminds you of like when they they wanted to do the Brock and Randy spot. Yeah, and Brock's like, I can cut him pretty easily. And I got elbows. Randy's trying to leak, <laughs> like leaking profusely because <laughs> he hit a nerve. Yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, no, it was fine. I mean, obviously this is continuing on. Brock stopped Cody from advancing in the tournament. Thank the Lord. Um, and I will tell you this: Brock is the scared. Did you see that raw clip? Yeah, I did. He, I did. When he grabbed the camera and said, look at me, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Sable's either scared or wet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Brock has, like, a daughter, and I'd be scared for the first person to date Brock's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably going to fuck you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's crazy. So Brock Cody is continuing. This is If this is the way we're going to do it, which I'm fine with, this is a good stopgap. For, for for Cody, while Roman is clearly away doing just had just a well deserved vacation, he's as on, he he's like on a, he's on a four month vacation he was promised last year, <laughs> <laughs> as he moses his way into a thousand days at night of champion. Uh, moving on to the ECW one night stand match of the night, <laughs> which was Bianca Belair in her like in her ECW in her John Cena ECW one night stand uh, mode versus. New fan favorite of Puerto Rico, EO Sky. Yeah, what was this about? I had to figure it out myself because in my head, I'm like, how do you boo Bianca? Like, did the Puerto Rico just not like black chicks? Like, what is going on here? No, a lot of them are black passing. There's a lot of African American Puerto Ricans. I know a few of them. Um, but I, I think the logic was they love EO because EO Sky's repertoire and the way she wrestles. She's just an Asian luchador. Mm. It's true. And I think, and like it, it, the WWE, like not the, the Puerto Rican crowd, clearly aren't stupid. They know who she is. <laughs> they like they've seen her work. Um, and so that's that's gotta be that's the only logic I have for it. They put on a damn good performance. It's what like I was like, wow, how are we gonna top this to open up the to open up the card? Like it was, it was a damn good performance. They like the little subtlety of Eos about to break away from damage control. Thank the Lord. Um, and Michael Cole pl- really played it up, but everybody looked great. Um, Eo Bianca, ate a face plant though with that one arm press. <laughs> I was gonna say Bianca Belair had another amazing feat of strength. Like she was holding a real human live, like a grown ass woman with one hand over her head, like it was nothing. Then she dropped her. You know what it was? I think they, they screwed up a timing. Because you saw Bianca was trying to move, and I think Eel went too early. Yeah. And then you're like, you know, so then you go, and you kind of like want to stop yourself when it's too late. That, the match was fine. Good finish. I like the ending. Oh, yeah. Would hold, I didn't, honestly, I did not think Bianca's hair was going to hold up that hair clip. Yeah. I was like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, we're really going to break the fourth wall today, aren't we? <laughs> With that hair. Because you know, it is going to come, there is going to be, a time when that hair clip or that hair piece becomes like the center of a storyline. 
it's just a matter of who's going to like cut Bianca's hair. Uh, did they almost? They almost did it with Bailey. Yeah. Before Bailey got hurt, because mm-hmm. the storyline was her hair. Um. Because the hair, she couldn't use the hair as a weapon. Yeah, I don't think they're going to cut it. I wouldn't cut it because it's her defining trait. Fair. See if John Cena got rid of the jean shorts. I mean, we said the same thing about Bailey cutting her hair in the side ponytail, and it worked out. But that was also years down the road. True. You know, I know. I mean, Bianca, Bianca had a great match. I mean, Bianca's always put on pretty decent matches, a few botches here and there, like per usual, but she's kind of stale as a champion and as a character. I don't... I don't think she's stale. I will. I mean, everybody's kind of stale now because you're in a holding pattern until these new storylines get kicked off. Yeah. But I think her, the issue now is that I think EO's in, in all of SmackDown, I think EO's the one that's going to take the title off of her. But I think the story now is EO has to get away from damage control for her to be Bianca. I, don't, I think Bianca holds it for a little longer because um, she just broke a record. Right. Well, she is she is uh, race notwithstanding the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. Yeah. So WWE's doing that a lot. Gunther, really long title reign, longest IC title reign of God knows how long. The 21st century. Yeah, I think Austin Theory is going to do the same thing. Obviously, like, the thing same with Roman. Um, yeah. And the reason they're doing that is because when it comes to like title reigns and records, they want to get newer names in the record books. It also makes their stars bigger stars. Yes. It's marketing. Well, no, it's, it's brilliant marketing. Yeah, it's marketing. It's exactly yeah. what it is. It's marketing. And it's mm-hmm. smart. Like I, like, I like that every title is a long title reign. Like, all of them. Mm-hmm. It, mean, it means so much more. I think it, it, it's good storytelling. And, Taquan, I do want to answer you. Um, Oscar's reign was 500 plus dates, but they do not count NXT title reigns. Because if we did, we would talk. We would be talking about Pete Dunne's title reign and um, Kaylee Ray, now known as Alba Fire's title reigns, which were longer than all of, longer than Bianca's. Pete Dunne almost had a thousand days as um, NXT UK champion, yeah. and then Gunther beat the shit out of him on Takeover, and then Gunther almost went on like a thousand day run. He did. But, you uh, know, I think Bianca just needs some seasoning. She needs she needs something else in her character. She's she needs new. She needs something. She needs new. She needs actually. It's not the seasoning, but I think it's like it's the old adage: is you're always you're only as good as the person you're dancing with. Fair. And uh, Bianca had some great dance. Like she had big time Bex, which is a great partner for Bianca. Bailey, who is a fantastic heel, any which way you shake it. Um, who who tanned really well. Um, I will say that for backlash. Tanda, but I think you need you need you need she needs another person that can dance with her and maybe even carry her in a promo. But it, then again, Eo can dance with her in the ring, but now the promo work's gonna have to really be on Bianca unless they still keep they they, you know, shoehorn in Bailey to help move a story. Right. Which is what I think they're gonna do. I mean her in ring is fine. Her ca- her 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 promos are better. But like, what's what has progressed and changed from her character since she won the title over a year ago? She's just kinda, the opponent. She's kind of the exact same. Just the opponent. Just really. the opponent. Yeah, that, I think that's yeah. A, I think that's a problem. You need you need something else to mold. Like, think of Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has changed more since she dropped the title than Bianca has changed since she, winning the title. Yeah, I mean, it was something uh, the, on the counter is that when you find your character, you find the character. Like we all kept saying, John Cena should change, and he never did. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. Sometimes when you find your character, it just kind of like clicks. Like the Miz went through a really bad character change for a long time before it became like the the A lister, and that took him like a couple of couple of like runs before we perfected the A lister character. I mean, could I think what like I, the the issue? I think the bigger issue with this is that when in the men's storylines, there's always something that's creative, and you never see as much of you don't you don't see that much diverse storytelling in the women's roster. Yeah, we we talk about this. Ad nauseum. Yeah, I think that's what holds a lot of the women's characters back. There's not enough diverse storytelling that helps to bring that helps to shape characters. And that, that might be it, that you just need more female-oriented or just more diverse storytelling like you give the men. You know, I would love, like, for instance, I would love to see um, Lacey versus Bianca. On paper, you can write a great story for that. Because you have Bianca as the EST, blah, 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 and Lacey Adams is like, I'm a fucking Marine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Lacey doesn't respect Bianca because she's never done hard work. You know things like that. Like you can you can do a storyline with that, but you need people to back that and be creative with it. But I I I think like a Lacey Bianca storyline is great. Eo's the Eo Bianca storyline is also great, but I think the issue is the uh, one a little bit of a language barrier because Eo can't really carry a promo just yet. Um, and well, like how do you create that story when only one person can really like communicate with the crowd? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to carry. It's hard to carry a promo by yourself. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. Like I said, congratulations to Bianca though, because like honestly, well deserved, well deserved accolade. Yeah, she's a mega she star. Got. Like yeah. she just when she comes out, she just looks like a fucking star. Yeah, that's she always has a, my that's always my first impression. Like damn, this she passes this the girl test. Is such a fucking star. Yeah, she passes the test, and she's one of those she's one of those talents that never won the NXT title. True, that is true. Which is one of the talents that just never won the title, and it's like her character was almost tailor made for the main roster. When it was NXT, was just you need to we need to get you where you need to go. And she had a slow start too. She came up to the first, main roster for like six months, wasn't doing shit. Yeah, she she did have a slow, and then she whew, skyrocketed. It worked. It worked. So we'll see what go go with there. She's still holding. She's still holding the Raw title on SmackDown because Rhea Ripley was still holding the SmackDown title on Raw, which is a travesty. Speaking of Rhea Ripley, uh. Honestly, feel good moment of the night. Uh, Zelina Vega, Rhea Ripley. The match was what it was. Not, it's not. It wasn't a technical masterpiece. Yeah, but... who the match? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zelina came out in the coolest country-specific outfit I've ever seen. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, the crowd carried her through that match. Like that was amazing to see. Yeah, like, it's like how could how could you not? I was not root for her. Yeah. I see that entrance and see her cry and just not have a smile on your face. Like it was, it was a very, it was a beautiful moment. And I yeah. said last week, I, I wanted to watch her have that moment. And, and she did. And she did. And it was a great moment. She did. And I'm glad um, she got to have that. Yeah. And especially when you think about, again, all the things she went through for her current run. Like she's like, I, we, I wanted a union. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She got, she actually blocked us, uh, the KTR account. Really? That's not nice. Well, it's, it's after, it's after she got fired and we wrote that, uh, we wrote that article. Or I wrote that article about why union wouldn't work. Uh, yeah. Well. And she, she was a cover person of it. Um, but no hard feelings, Selena. We do love you. Uh, it's interesting because like she, this is like Puerto Rico's her home country, but she is cl- 
from Queens. So I think there was kind of this weird thing here where she finally felt like she was accepted by the people in her country. Yeah. You know, because um, there's always that stigma like, oh, you're not from Puerto Rican, not real Puerto Rican. That happens in a lot of other cultures as well. Um, but to see all of that, uh, to to have her family in the crowd and to have her use the chancla, which was amazing. The best part about that was also having Michael Cole trying to explain to an American audience what a chancla is was hysterical. I didn't get it, but at the same time, I totally got it. <laughs> um, Michael Cole's like, ask your Spanish friends if you got them, nerd. <laughs> Michael Cole was having a ball um, during this uh, during this premium live event. Him and Corey Graves are very very good together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I still miss him and him, him and uh, Pat McAfee. Although Pat McAfee just had a kid, so I understand why he's not around <laughs> right now. But him and Corey did work work really really well together. Uh, but to have her have this moment, uh, she referenced after the match or the next day on social media that she did the six one nine for Ray. She did. She did six one nine, but yes. Listen, she listen. Ray just became her mentor, which in kayfabe and in real life, that's a great person to have mentors, Lena. And I don't know why they didn't do it freaking sooner. Like they're they're perfect. And then she did the meteor for Alistair. She did hit a good. She did hit a good meteora. She's married to the guy who does the meteor. Yeah, like she, 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 did, she, she, did, she did do a good that one. <laughs> they practiced that one in bed a few times. Hey yo, got him. Um, so no, it's really cool. I loved that WWE could have easily, easily cut the feed and gone to some BS Peacock commercial, um, towards the end, but they gave her the curtain call spot. Yeah. They gave it, they gave her the ring. Yeah. They gave her the ring. Um, and props to Rhea Ripley for keeping her composure. Yeah. I was like, I was watching. I was like, how is this bitch still stonewalled? <laughs> yeah, gave I was her impressed. nothing. Yeah, like even even Sasha had a moment when that they were main event. Well, I guess it was both of them. But yeah, uh, yeah, that was just, a bigger stakes. But I get ice, it. Yes. Ice, ice, cold. ice cold, ice cold. Which I mean, Rhea deserves props as much as Alina did, but Rhea not just not flinching. Yeah, like, like not flinching whatsoever throughout anything. Although I will say, Rhea got out of there real quick. If you noticed, well, yeah, she she had to give her the ring. <laughs> Yeah, she gave her the ring, and she got a she got a well deserved standing ovation from from her home country. Which is, if you can get moments like that for all these artists, because WWE has an international group of performers. Like imagine Gunther going back to like Germany, Austria, yeah. <laughs> and you know. But I think that's pretty awesome. And shout out to Gunther. Gunther actually has not been around because he got married. I did see that. Yep, he married Ginny, um, and good for him. Good for him. And proud she's of Zelina. You never you were there. You had a picture with Jenny. Yeah, she's hot. <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. She's Guyanese, I believe. Oh, that's why. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, they'll get you. Um that, that they do. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I hope they do something with Zelina now. I mean, you have the LWO, they won't. which I mean she's just gonna be there. Uh, I was just saying. WO and fine. I mean, she's not that great of a wrestler, so whatever. She's 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 fine. Um, she didn't do a bunch of moves. I mean, they were just gonna give her this to give her this. But like, listen, you have the LWO, which is pretty hot. You have Rey Mysterio in her corner now. I think she can 
have a run. She's not going to beat Rhea, and I think there are some people saying that she should have beat Rhea, but I was like, no. No, it's you Rhea's, fucking minds. She's it's Rhea, a title. It's Rhea's first defense after an instant classic at WrestleMania with Charlotte. Like, it, she wasn't going to win largely. No way that she could have spit. And I wouldn't even have called it on the fly. I don't care. Like, Rhea has to win this. It does better. It does the... Um, it does well for both competitors if Rhea wins. She had Poppy written on her ass. So of course she's going to win. <laughs> see Buddy Murphy's tweet? He's like, I get to touch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> but, yeah, no. I, I want to see what they do with Zelina and the LWO. Like I said, the LWO is hot right now. Let's see how far they go with it. And let's see how much Zelina gets highlighted. And I hope they do because she pretty much almost had a star-making performance or they created a star-making performance. Because remember, this gets broadcasted out to the rest of the world. Yeah. So now Zelina looks elevated. Yeah, give her screen time. She definitely deserves yeah. screen time. Is she going to get a good title run or a big push? No, she's not that great of a wrestler. But Maybe not. she's definitely be part of the LWO. She's great on the mic. She's a great manager. Mm-hmm. So I would thanks, kid. Yeah, I think she I think she gets an end. I think she gets um, she gets put in the money in the bank ladder match. Sure. I think yeah, I think and I think she'd be a great one for the for the for the money in the bank briefcase. Uh but we'll see what happens with that. We definitely will. Let's move on to uh Samoans fighting each other. Again, I love this picture. Of Will of Will uh Willie or won't he? And the sad part about this six man tag was that at compared to the rest of the card, this should have been on Raw. It could have been on Raw or SmackDown because they're on they're on SmackDown now. I mean, it was a good story though. The problem is, we're not, the problem is, we're not for Bad Bunny. That was the problem with the match. That was yeah, it was a huge issue. I mean, that was the, a huge the storytelling issue. was fine, but then again, like they really they they really, they really slowed it down and let the crowd get their get their breath back by having 15 minutes of beating up Sami Zayn. <laughs> so, listen, Sami Zayn takes a great punch. So it was smart, and the story continues, and it was still innovative, and interesting, and captivating. So. Yeah, I'm about we'll see, it. And Jimmy we'll see what happens like, hey, when uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Daddy like, Roman hey, comes back. I'm the big brother. And he's like, hey, man, I'm supposed to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens when uh, when Daddy Roman comes back this this um, this Friday on uh, on SmackDown. Uh, well, I will say this. This this whole little mini feud did nothing for Matt Riddle. Yeah, who cares? At all, he <laughs> took the pain too. I was like, "Wow, yeah, yeah. wow, they 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 soured on you real quick." <laughs> Obviously, he took the pin, dude. Of course, I mean, he's not a tag champion. Yeah, I was yeah. surprised they lost though. Uh, the tag champs, that is. It's not well. The way you can spin is like they didn't lose. Riddle lost four of them. True, but it's still part of the losing team, I should say. Yeah, no, no, it was a little surprising. Um... But if they don't win, then I mean, if they if they win, then Roman pretty much dismantles the Usos, and you gotta kind of give a the Usos needed a win they to did. continue the story. The, the will they or won't they? Yeah, they did. You know, so that that's pretty much what it was. Uh, moving on, uh, big meaty men slapping meat. The triple threat was really fun. Bronson Reed essentially doing a springboard to the outside on Bobby Lashley was the scariest thing I've ever seen. I don't know how Bobby Lashley has an arm. I forgot this match <laughs> happened to be honest. There's a lot going on in this paper. There's a lot going on in this uh, this backlash. Uh, we got the we got the finish backwards. He pinned the we pinned the wrong person <laughs> after the finisher was hit. <laughs> Listen, there was no way Theory was was not going to walk out of here with the United States title. I'm just upset because we won't see Bronson Reed and Bobby anymore. Yeah, it was just funny because Peter Roseberg called on the pre-show. He's like, this Did is he? the finish, guys. 
it was it was obvious. It was, you're in the middle of a rerun, and let's talk about um, uh, Seth Rollins doing what what he does, make people famous. He this is this is almost his best match. This Dude, again, they did it again. They do this to me every single time. Almost has match. I'm like, dude, he might actually win this one. I think he's gonna win this one, and then he doesn't. <laughs> I mean, back, uh, to his credit, though, great seller. He's a very, yeah. very good seller. He's a really good bitch. <laughs> yeah, this is another thing of like having a good opponent to dance with, and Brock and almost was good for what it was brock's not the best seller because sometimes you know when brock's selling purposely because he kind of crazily over exaggerates yeah <laughs> um but seth i think was the was the better opponent for omas it just wasn't a story behind it but it looked great and i loved how well number one i, I don't like how they're overkilling the seth entrance people sing his entrance thing yeah. Like they did, they did the same bit on Raw, and I was like, "You should just save that for the for the premium live events." But I loved how Omos fucking kicked him out like, of nowhere. Get out of here! <laughs> no for this. Out of nowhere, I was like, "Yes!" And Omos looked great. I like how Seth had to use essentially a super stomp to beat Omos. Top rope. <laughs> Top rope. Yeah, which is great. Um, I like to. I really thought. They should have had Omas always kick out at one, which they almost did. They almost did. They reminded me of, you ever hear that story about the Big Show? I uh, would say about Austin when they were on the live event. I think I know the story. Yeah. Where they were doing, they were doing a tour together, and Big Show was kind of new. And so he um, Austin stunned him, and then during the pin, he, he told Big Show, kick out. And he kicked out. And they kept doing the same thing over and over again. The crowd kept eating it up. So I think that's I think that's this should be the forum about how to make Omas look a lot more competent, like Daquan said. Like he no sold a stop, which was believable. Yeah, but he lost. <laughs> well, to a super stomp, so it is a little bit of protection. Like Seb Seb has never done a top rope stomp to anybody. Because that would kill most Omos people. Omas has never won a match that matters. He needs jobs. That matters. Very fair, but I think in this instance, I think this is addition. Like a he wins and a loss. Does he but, though? He look, listen, he keeps looking better in all these big events. I mean, he he wins he wins at a loss the first time. He might win at a loss a second time, but the third, fourth, fifth time now you're just a joke. He's gonna. So who's the person that he takes out that he makes a statement? Dude, he against? lost to Braun Strowman. I don't think he takes out anybody. When he lose, he lost to Braun what in the Saudi event. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that was also a that was also a calamity of a meat slapping uh, match. If I remember, like, he should have beat Braun Strowman. Like losing to Brock, obviously losing to Seth, fine. Losing to who did he lose to? Uh, AJ Styles, bizarre, but okay. Did he lose to Seth? Well, no, but oh, that was after the breakup. After the breakup, right? he should have. After the breakup, that makes sense. Beat AJ, he should have beat Braun. Um, I don't remember who else he had matches with, but he's lost every single one of them. Oh no, Taquan, he did beat AJ. Did he beat AJ? He did beat AJ. Hmm. See, did nothing for him. I don't even remember it. Well, AJ also AJ also hasn't been around in like almost like six months. Yeah. Um, but you know the guy, the guy. There's only so much losing you winning through losing you can do before you're just a loser. I mean, Braun Strowman lost a lot of the time too, and then he went on a run. Yeah, because Roman so. got sick. Well, Roman, <laughs> no, Roman didn't want to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's still, it, it takes time. It takes time, and I think Omos will be fine. Like I said, he keeps getting better. Now the question is, who does he beat that starts to bring him back on the on the turn? Because he doesn't have a he doesn't have a brand right now. He's technically a free agent, right. so that kind of that protects him a little bit. A little bit, but at this point, it's like who cares who he beats? Dolph Ziggler, cool. Everybody beats Dolph. Well, That's no, I mean. Dolph's. I was like, no, Dolph. Dolph's not the entry person. It's uh, him beating Corbin would be interesting. Like if he goes against Bobby Lashley and beats Bobby Lashley, like. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Well. No. He lost to Bobby. That was at WrestleMania. Did he hurt lock Bobby? The year Bobby? The uh, Dallas. That's right. He did lose to Bobby Lashley. Okay. That was Dallas. That was so Dallas. He lost to Bobby Lashley too. Like, who's left for him to lose to? Uh. Nobody. Because I agree with you. He does look better. He's good at selling. I think there's something there. There was... Uh, there was oh, it was, it was... He beat Bobby at Backlash afterwards. There is something S- in there that made me go, I think this guy's going to win, and then he doesn't. But it's just like, okay, well... When do you pull the trigger on Omos? When do you pull Omos? the trigger on him? Because I agree with you. He's got something there. But there's only so much I can pretend to care. <laughs> he should beat up in the sheer for a little bit. Which is uh, Jinder Mahal, Veer Mahan, and Sango, who you haven't met. Those are two, three giant men. So you got to start there. I want him to beat up Indusheer. Did he beat? Did he fight Baba Booey? Who's Baba Booey? Ba- Baba Tunde, whatever the hell his name is. General Aziz, whatever he was oh, c- follow. Oh, uh, no. No, they never faced off. How about Cain Velasquez? Can he fight Cain Velasquez? Isn't Cain Velasquez in jail? Cain Velasquez might be going to jail for murder. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Cable Las is in jail. Uh, I can see, I can see Omas and the Money in the Bank because there's always one random big man in Money in the Bank. All right, I, okay. Here's what I wouldn't mind actually, for real though. What? I wouldn't mind Omas versus Tyson Fury. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great. Or Goldberg even. <laughs> Omas, Omas officially retires Goldberg. I'd be fine with that. I'll become the biggest Goldberg. I'll become the biggest Omos fan. And I'll now be officially an homosexual. What the fuck a Tuan call? Homo sapien. Homo sapien. Sapien. <laughs> Beats Goldberg. Puts him out of his misery. Can you imagine if he, like, if, I want him to jackhammer Goldberg. God, please. <laughs> I want him to kick him in the head and concuss him. This is pull a Bret Hart. Yeah. <laughs> It's possible. We'll see what happens. Let's move on. Uh, so, WWE before Backlash on Friday announced that they were going to have a tournament to crown the new World Heavyweight Championship. Which, by the way, pre-orders of the belt are on are online and they're live right now in the shop. Um, and I had a real issues with how they set up the tournament. Yeah, me too. So Triple H announces at the Backlash press conference. Uh, the Friday before backlash that there's going to be a world championship tournament and Roman, he said Roman is still going to be the universal W universal heavyweight champion or whatever um, on SmackDown. And this title is going to be just for raw. However, the tournament is going to be made up of superstars across raw and SmackDown. And immediately I'm like, why? Yeah. Who's, I wonder who's going to win this one. (laughs) Probably a guy from, I don't know, raw. (laughs) (laughs) So the way he sets this up is that there are going to be two triple threat matches on both shows. The winners of those two triple threat matches will face off in the main event of their respective show. The winner of the main event will go on to represent their brand 
at the finals in Night of Champions to crown a new world champion. So theoretically, the logic is if you win the world title, you go all the way, you go to Raw if you're a SmackDown person. And it still doesn't make sense to me because, like, you just had a draft. Just make, and Raw is the bigger roster of superstars. Just make it a whole Raw tournament and leave SmackDown alone. Um, and my 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 business thinking here is that they want to create the illusion that this title is equal to Roman's, so they're going to have every major superstar that they can think of fight for this and just kind of advertise it across both bands. It's, it's going to bring more eyes to the products when Night of Champions happens. I think that's the business logic because kayfabe it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I think. Uh, they, th- I think that he thinks their audience is as stupid as I think they are. <laughs> uh, because it was just bad timing. I feel like even a kid, like like, like a nine year old, be like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, like if they would have said, "Hey, we're gonna have this tournament, and then we'll have the draft," it would have made more sense. Yeah, I feel like it's just bad timing with the draft again. Yeah, like they always yeah. just. I don't understand why they do the draft, and it's like, oh, this takes place in three weeks, though. It's like, well, why, don't, why not do it in three weeks then? Yeah, yeah. well, TV. But it matters. <laughs> I mean, I have my things about the draft. Like, I think the draft should be an actual, like, television special. Like, full, like, NFL draft mode. Yeah. Um, that's just me. Beep it as it may. Brandless, brands aside, this is a great bracket. If this is, this is going to be a great bracket. If this was a traditional tournament. A great match. If this is a traditional tournament, this would be a great bracket because you have on the Raw side Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, and The Miz, Shinsuke, Seth, and Damian Priest, who, say what you want, earned his way out of his performance with Bad Bunny. I would have put him in a triple threat, too. Screw it. Yes, um, I agree. No, <laughs> yeah. I agree. He, carried, he carried Bad Bunny through that match. They absolutely mm-hmm. put him in there. Yeah, on the SmackDown side, you have AJ Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, which is one match, which I will tune in the SmackDown just for that. It's a hell of a match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a great match. <laughs> and then the other triple threat, you have Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Sheamus. Again, another match where Austin Theory is probably going to weasel his way in because Sheamus and Bobby will probably kill each other. I don't do I, I want to see here's the thing. Uh, if Edge... Or AJ win that match. I want to see against those two against all three of those other guys. Really? I think AJ Bobby, AJ Theory, AJ Sheamus is a great match. Edge Theory, Edge Bobby, and Edge Sheamus is a great match. I agree. So, as long as Ray doesn't win, we're good. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, we know that after seeing Raw, uh, Seth Rollins beat all the odds. Uh, including Shinsuke Nakamura, unfortunately, and beat Finn Balor, and he finally got his receipt from SummerSlam from Finn, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> I that was the first time they touched, though, since that incident. I mean, Seth had a really bad track record for a while. He went from separating Finn's shoulder to almost retiring Sting. And then almost being retired himself with that knee. And almost, yeah. And was, yeah. So Seth had a, had a poor, poor run. So Seth wins. He's going to go on to represent Raw uh, at Night of Champions for World Heavyweight Championship Finals. The big question is, who does he go up against? I think it's AJ. I think that's the match. That's the match we haven't seen yet. Seth, AJ is great. Because um, I well, when you when you think about this, you want to have somebody that Seth can really work and go with. AJ's a great choice. Seth and Edge. We've seen Seth and Edge. Here's the thing. We've seen Seth and everybody else. Seth and Edge and Hell in the Cell was great. We've seen Seth and Edge. We've seen Seth and Theory. We've seen Seth and Bobby. We haven't seen Seth and Sheamus. And we saw Seth and Ray when Seth was Messiah. Yes. So, 
I wouldn't mind Sheamus, but I think it's AJ. That's a dream match, and it's a great match. I don't think they've really, like, touched, touched. Yeah. Um, I think such AJ is great because AJ at this point in his career can take a loss and it doesn't fucking matter to him. Yeah, I mean, he's back, and he's on SmackDown with his boys. His boys. fresh. So, yeah, he's fresh. And honestly, looking at this, this looks like a new form of the SmackDown 6. Those six right there? Yeah. Well, who else is on SmackDown? Uh, Roman. I know Roman, but like you got to <laughs> Ray with someone else who's younger. Uh, put Solo in there instead of Ray. Nah, I think you got to keep Ray in. There we take Edge out. Because the thing that SmackDown 6 was they're a bunch of young guys, right? Okay. They're a bunch of young guys trying to prove themselves. Who was the original six? It was Eddie... Ray. Eddie, Edge, Ray. Edge, Benoit. Mm-hmm. Chavo, I believe. He was part of the SmackDown 6. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. I can look it up right now. Yeah, I'll give it a Google. Yeah, I, I want to say... Because Heyman was a part of them, too, as well. The SmackDown 6. Maybe Kurt Angle? It was Kurt, I believe. Eddie, Ray, Chavo, Kurt, Benoit, and Edge. Yeah, it was Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. That is Chavo. Yeah. Yeah, Chavo's a part of it. Poor Chavo. <laughs> oh, Chavo. Kerwin White being mad that we keep using Guerrero. Calm it down, Chavo. Goodness gracious. Um, no, but I like it, but like, name, outside of the bloodline, who are the six hotter superstars on that brand for SmackDown? I guess it would be these six. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could put Rhea in there. That would be a wrinkle. Okay, I agree with that. And Judgment Day on Raw? No, Rhea's on Raw. Rhea's on Raw. Oh, Bianca. Bianca. Bianca instead of Rhea. Yeah. Yeah, they just have to switch those damn titles, which I don't know how the fuck they're going to do that because they haven't done it yet. Um, well, draft hasn't taken place yet. It hasn't put an effect yet. Well, it's no, started, draft it started is... Monday. It started on Monday. Yeah, the draft started on Monday. Um... Yeah, so by the way, are you going to put the Street Profits in there, or at least Montez? Because Montez would be a perfect new version of the SmackDown 6. Yeah, if you took out it took out Ray, took out Edge, and put in Bianca and Montez, I think that's a good six. Fair. Because you got young um, talent, you got the veterans. So you got Edge, I got, so I got AJ, Bobby, and Seamus as the veterans, and Theory, Bianca, and Montez as the younger, young, young blood. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I would love to see Seth, Bobby... Because uh, they loved Bobby and Saudi. AJ Styles has done a Saudi match. I don't know if he'll do one again. Edge, I don't think, will go. I mean, he went before. But I think your best bet, although I would love to see Seth and Edge, like you said, we did see it before. I, 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 you sold me on Seth and AJ. Yeah, that's what I want to see. So. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, for lack of a better term, phenom- AJ versus a taller AJ. <laughs> a, le- a less phenomenal H. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then we can give Seth the title, and then he can stop complaining because he'll be able to main event a night of WrestleMania. So you can stop complaining, and he can get over that hump. God. That's so right. <laughs> it's like, like, this is biggest gripe. That's Kobe's biggest gripe is that he never. Truly, guys, I want to main event WrestleMania. I I mean, we gave you the money in the bank, and you were essentially the lasting image of that WrestleMania. Like, what more do you want? Yeah, right. It's like, dude, dude, the pyro (laughs) went off with you holding the title. Shut up. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that is true. This is the shut the fuck up subtitle. (laughs) That's a true statement. 
guys, I want a belt too. <laughs> Roman can't have all the belts. That's, that's probably what the argument was. Shang is caring, guys. <laughs> guys, I want a belt. My wife can't have all the belts. She keeps making fun of me. <laughs> 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 that's what it is that's what it is listen I'm happy if Seth gets this he's gonna do he's gonna be a great inaugural champion uh, we'll see how the rest of this card plays out um because Seth's gonna have a lot of people to work with a lot of people to work with you know oh. deep down though he knows he's a paper champion <laughs> yeah he does he knows he knows that's why he's, that's why he's gonna try his hardest to make it legit because you do know, down the road, we are going to get Seth versus Roman like a champion versus champion shindig. But I, I want Roman to have all three titles. <laughs> you know what? If I'm writing that story, I want Roman's like, no, I'm just going to beat you for your title. Like, we're not putting my titles on the line. <laughs> we're, we're putting your title on the line. Oh, my titles? Well, guess what, Seth? They're not even on. They're not even on the line. <laughs> That's good. That's good. You, you want this title? It. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. the The thought of Roman having three titles because Roman technically still has two, and we'll see how he shows up on uh, on SmackDown. Roman has two, t two titles of Seth's one. It's going to look real bad for Seth, no matter how good that match is. Dude, Roman might go another year as champion. I'm just saying that. It's possible. He might go to next year's WrestleMania as champion, which, wow. Honestly, when you think about it, and I thought about it, Rocky, uh, not Rocky, Philadelphia is the city of an underdog. Perfect time for Roman to lose. That is true. He's going to lose to Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> the ultimate underdog from Philadelphia. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be that'd be the most ECW ending ever. Paul Heyman counts the three count again. Oh my God! Here comes Raven. <laughs> WrestleMania is out of a twenty-three hundred arena. The WrestleMania main event is it's the ECW arena. ECW arena. <laughs> Oh my God! What a what a match! If NXT was smart, and I know we're future booking Philadelphia weekend. If NXT was smart, they would do NXT in the ECW arena. I'm sure they don't have anything else going on that weekend, so I'm, <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure the venue will be available. <laughs> it's like NXT Extreme Rules <laughs> from the ECW arena. Uh, but we can finish the book all we want. Let's get the fuck out of here. We are done. There's nothing else for us to talk about this week. We are completely finished. Exciting show. been listening to kings of the rings podcast episode number 340 it's been 340 official episodes of mr bunny hop i've been your host king ricky rose find me at ambassador biggs at some point down the road uh big bigz ambassador biggs across all social media outlets find kings of the rings podcast at kotr 
underscore podcasts across all social media. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us some amazing five-star reviews. And if you're listening to us, make sure you're listening to us on Wrestle Addict Radio. The cure for the common wrestling podcast and follow Wrestle Addict Radio's social media at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio across all other social media outlets. When we come back next week, uh, K should be done moving. Uh, we're going to talk about something ridiculous going on. We haven't had a Tony Khan announcement in a while, and that's kind of concerning. Although they, are, they have been doing well uh, selling out Wembley Stadium, but we'll talk about that when it gets a little bit closer. We'll tell we'll tear it up. I am glad that it's selling at Wembley Stadium. It's a good state for wrestling. I'm always rooting for wrestling, good wrestling, and more wrestling out there. But my name is Will Tarasuk. He's in Thomas. A-R-A-S-H-U-K. Tomorrow, my dreams all come true when I am on the Apron Bump Cod Podcast, along with my compatriot, Kay Murphy, talking about 1996 ECW. Speaking my of ECW. Time, my time has <laughs> arrived. I went on a rant for 25 minutes on Shane Douglas being the best heel of 1996. I can't fucking wait. These guys have no idea what they're getting themselves into having me talk about ECW 1996, the best year in ECW history. I can't wait. Wheeler, Yuta, I don't know what you got yourself into. There's a reason I am not on that show tomorrow. It's going to be Kay and Will getting in all of our ECW glory. So when we come back next week, like I said, Tony Khan's probably going to have a big announcement. He might name a new title. Roman Reigns will probably still have two titles. Um, and... Six guys on SmackDown are going to be fighting for a title, but they're going to lose in a couple weeks anyway. So until then, folks, goodbye, good night. We will see you again very, very soon. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, Mom. Your birthday's tomorrow. Or, but yeah, happy birthday, Mom. Happy Mother's Day to all people who are celebrating Mother's Day and all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, fuck you, Slack. Midnight music.